Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode of the Dr. Will Show, where I interview educators and entrepreneurs on leveling up. Each episode, I zoom in someone who's dope, and we just sit back and have a conversation on what it means to live your best life. Now, if this is your first time checking out the podcast, this is the Mobile University for Entrepreneurs, and I'm your host, Dr. Will. Now, today's guest is Naomi Thomas entrepreneur all in the tech space and branding uh has a product line people you need to see that and get yourself a shirt in a bag or something uh i wanted to have her on uh, because she comes highly recommended and she's doing some dope things in the space and you know how we are about entrepreneurship and creating multiple streams of income on this podcast so for those who will be listening on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts iHeartRadio, Simplecast, Stitcher, and Spotify. Will you please introduce yourself, Naomi? Yes, hi. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, so I'm Naomi Thomas. I'm the founder of Boss Business Market, and I'm currently building my next startup, The STEM Station. I'm really, really happy to be here. I currently live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I um, was born in Philly, lived in North Carolina for a little bit, and now I made my way back to Philly, so I'm happy to be home. Awesome. So yeah, my wife and I went to Philly for a conference and, you know, we saw the, of course, the uh, Rocky statue, uh, the Liberty Bell. And we went down the street, they had all those flags from the international countries. And we ate like uh, a Philly cheese from like three different places just to kind of go like, <laughs> just, just, just like, okay, what do you compare it to? And the whole marketplace, that little market square, whatever it uh, terminal market, I think it's called. Oh my okay. God, gosh, what is that? I, I know it has market in the name. People, you go into this one place and it's like a bazaar. This is a huge place with like restaurant after restaurant and little restaurant, like a little pop up place, like in this one space. Got an Amish section and all this stuff. It's just crazy. So, yeah, we, um, that was my sort of, we spent like four days there. Yeah. And I was like, Philly has some good foods and there's a lot of competition going on with the, the cheesesteaks, um, a lot of touristy spots and then people know the real places to go. Oh, um, I personally like gyms and South Street, okay. but yeah. Yeah, we didn't leave past the touristy place. We was in a nice, you know, nice spot hotel. I, we're digging it too. So I'm, I'm seeing what you're doing. I'm loving what you're doing. What did you think you would be doing when you were growing up and what drew you to STEM and entrepreneurship? Yeah, so my interest into the world of technology started at a very young age. I was six years old when I built my first computer uh, with the help of my dad, of course. Um, but initially, um, well, my parents saw that I loved the computers and putting things together. I learned so much all the different parts and I was glued to my computer more than I was glued to like any of my Christmas gifts my Barbie dolls or any of that and they saw my interest in tech and put me in a lot of women in engineering camps on the weekends and um, I did computer science institutes at UC Berkeley and UVA did an externship with Google while I was in high school um, and in the early days I didn't really see a career in STEM, even though I loved using the technology and building computers. I was into music. My dad um, was a rapper at one point in his life and he had a studio set up and I wanted to be a singer. I would make 
albums on in his studio when I was little. I still have a couple of those records. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, but yeah, I wanted to, I used the computer to make beats like he did. And, um, and then I got into art and that's where the entrepreneurial part comes in because instead of having the typical lemonade stand, I had an art stand and I would sell books of my arts on the side of the street. Um, and I went to like art academies in the summer. But yeah, so then, you know, just seeing that there are, I love to explore different types of career opportunities. My parents did a great job in putting me in different opportunities or different environments where I was able to learn and explore and grow. STEM being one of them, when I did attend those engineering camps in middle school and throughout high school, um, it really spoke to me learning web design um, in the MySpace days. That's where I really taught myself HTML and CSS. And um, then I started a web design company when I was in college and that's what turned into BB Market and where I am today. Wow, people look out for the mixtape from, from <laughs> Naomi coming on iTunes. My uh, dad's making an album this year. His rap name was 2020 and he made it, you know, it's the year. It's like he hasn't rapped in like years and now this is the year for sure. Wow, 2020. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, people be on the lookout for that. Share with share with us. Uh, so, you know, as you mentioned, you are the CEO of Boss Business Marketing. And I saw a Facebook message when, you know, you're like, shout out to my partner. You know, we made it. Uh, what is the story behind you creating a company and what is the work you do? Yeah, so with Boss Business Market, we typically provide digital marketing services for companies and their leadership. So we do business services where we manage social media, um, providing web design, a la carte services. We do full service digital marketing, consulting. Um, and then we also do personal brand consulting as well, and also personal brand social media management. Um, and we've been able to have the opportunity to work with a lot of different people and company that range from like public figures um, in politics and media, as well as like large tech companies and large enterprises that have um, signed us on to be an extension of their marketing team and offer that creative consulting. But we didn't get there out of nowhere. Um, so we didn't get to this point without a lot of trials and tribulations. And um, I started off as a one woman team in college doing websites. And I started off doing websites with friends and family. And that grew pretty exponentially where I was overbooked for months at a time. Then I started working on my personal brand because I wanted to be a voice for women interested in entrepreneurship and minorities interested in STEM, which I was still so passionate about. And um, also providing my volunteer services and different things as an educator for kids who like to code and volunteering at different places. So um, I've had several different passionate passions. And um, with the digital marketing space, I noticed, you know, how to monetize my own personal brand. How can I leverage what I'm already spending on every single day for free, interacting mm -hmm. and networking with people. There is a way, there's an audience out there that would want to buy and purchase from you as an expert. Um, and then I started thinking of different creative ways to monetize by having a clothing line for women in tech, um, the Steminist collection and being a Steminist, which means being um, you know, an, a supporter of women and diverse people in the STEM field. So 
yeah, that's what BB Market started off as, as a web design company, and then it turned into a full-service digital marketing company today. Mm. So I really wanted to ask you this question because in following you on social media, it is obvious, as you mentioned, you are a multi-passionate individual. And normally in business, you're always told to niche down, narrow down, start with one idea. Being that you are a multi-passionate entrepreneur or individual, how did you decide where to focus your business, where to sort of chart your path in entrepreneurship, and what makes an opportunity attractive to you? So that has been the most difficult and probably complicated part of my entrepreneurial journey is being that multi-passionate entrepreneur and finding where I should focus my time and energy. Um, I learned that I can't dedicate 100% of myself to multiple commitments. Um, however, it isn't that wise to put all your eggs in one basket. So with that said, you know, focusing on one thing at a time publicly and prioritizing all the other, um, you know, things, self-care, including and any of your other passions, doing that on the back end until you're ready to, to make it public. So that's what I've been doing with my company is like focusing on BB Market. Um, it is my one of my passions and it's prioritized high where I know that I have a service that I can monetize pretty quickly. Um, my other passion obviously is STEM education and because I can't 100% commit myself to running two companies at the same time, I focus on BB Market for the past couple of years. And on the back end, I've been doing a lot of research and tying in my own personal experiences for the tech startup, the STEM station. And I've been bootstrapping. So I'm, I've already you know, been paying out of pocket with the money that I've made from BB Market for the products that we're building within the STEM within the STEM station, and also spending my time networking and doing a lot of market research for the bigger company that I'm creating, um, that's not service based, but it's a tech startup. It's um, software as a service. So that's doing a little bit of strategy. Um, is the key and like now that we have a solid operations going a five-figure MRR going I'm focusing on launching the stem station I feel like I'm ready and I have a team already built up on the BB mm. market side and I've been slowly building my team for the stem station on the back end and it's a lot less pressure when you're doing it that way because you're not telling the world that you're doing XYZ I'm just telling them that I'm doing X and on the back end, I have some, some things I've been plotting on and then that will be revealed when I'm ready. I'm going to ask you a little something about that because you got me excited now being an educator. Uh, yeah. We're living in this rock star age of entrepreneurship. I mean, you can't go on social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. YouTube is full of business strategies out there who are like get in the game entrepreneurship quit your job you know don't work for nobody do this thing uh which people never never do that um <laughs> how do you know for, for that individual who they see what you're doing and they're seeing what others are doing and they're excited and they're and they have this idea their passion they want to follow how do they know which voices to listen to yeah, so you can tell between the people who are talking all day but not doing anything to show for it. Um, if someone that is going to consult with you on how to scale your web design company, they should have 
the experience scaling it, if not the same kind, but like a similar company. And you can do your due diligence and research before you're like absorbing all your time, you know, listening to their information, investing money in them. You should also research what they've done and even talk to them. Like I, I don't really like some people that like have that straight, like you can't talk to me unless you spend money. It's like, I do would like to have like a 10 minute call, five minute call, not like asking for you to spill out, you know, all your secrets or tell me, you know, everything that you, that made your business success. But I do want to know if it's something that I even want to invest in. Um, and also, I mean, you can, you can also tell a little bit through the content they've already been putting out because a lot of people do pour their hearts out for free and they should be given that um, opportunity to, to showcase what they've been putting putting out and then you investing in them because they're already giving you so much free content, you should definitely, they're still an entrepreneur and a business person at the end of the day. Um, but I would say my advice is to like absorb as much free knowledge as possible. If it's out there, you know, try it and use it where it doesn't cost you anything but a moment of your time. But if it does benefit you and your situation, um, that's great. If it doesn't, then it's not for you at that moment in time, or it could just be plain bad advice. Um, but just don't invest more than you can spend on something or someone with hopes that they will solve all your problems and bring the magic wand, you know, to your business if you can't afford to lose the money with no results. Like, think, always think about worst case scenario. You know, if this didn't work out at all, is it okay if you lost this money? Um, because it was, especially with service-based businesses, it's usually just consulting. And if you don't apply what they're do, what they're telling you to do in a way that they want you to, or if it's just not suited for your business, then it's just not going to work. Mm. So entrepreneurship is definitely not for everyone. I mean, you know, the one thing that I even tell people, look, I could be fired two weeks from now. But I know that from the time that I've worked, they're going to have to cut me a check. And I do have some retirement that I can pull or roll over to a 401. Okay. But when you're an entrepreneur, you could literally work 20 hours a day, every day for two weeks and not see any money. How does someone know if they have the mindset, uh, the personality, the fortitude to actually become an entrepreneur? So... I, I will say this. I don't think that everyone is made to be an entrepreneur. I think that everyone is capable of it, but those that truly love doing a particular thing may not like what comes with actually lead, leading a company. Um, so you have to be embedded in every single part of the company. That's legal, finance, operations, sales, product services, everything at all times 24 7 like you're wearing multiple hats and if you're not wearing the hats you're outsourcing it you're definitely holding the hats because you're still involved in the the day-to-day -day say so checking in meetings whatnot so you can spend more time running a company that takes you know, away from the hands-on service you're offering because you will need to outsource the scale. Um, that means that's less of you doing what you are actually providing. But if you want to run like a simple small business and potentially cap your finances, mm -hmm. you know, you can dedicate more time to the craft, but the scale changes the larger you grow. Mm. So, yeah. <sighs> I just cannot believe that people, 
as you're interviewing and listening to this interview, you're going to go check out, you know, the show notes and you're going to see all of the things that Naomi is, is out there doing. And I'm just so, I'm so impressed. And I'm just wondering and seeing what you're doing, like what drives you, what, what calls you to make the, that calls your spirit to actually make a move? Thank you. Um, so it's my mom. <laughs> she's um, my biggest motivator and she's my biggest supporter as well. She definitely drives me. Um, but also like younger girls and aspiring women in tech and entrepreneurship, um, aspiring people of color who are just trying to overcome the barriers and the stereotypes within whatever they're pursuing. Um, those people drive me to continue creating content, um, to continue sharing my experience and thinking of new ideas to impact them at a larger scale. So when you are in those, because I want to throw this out there to you because you, you, you mentioned uh, women of color and little girls in this tech space. When you have meetings with people and they see you walk into a room and maybe they haven't seen you before, but they're not expecting to see what they see. What is that like in terms of getting your point across in ways that let's say, I don't want to say a fret guy from, you know, Silicon Valley, but you know, someone who is in the crowd when you're outside looking in, how, how does that go when you're trying to get them to see what you bring to the table in which Daniel Leslie said you become a value add and not a culture fit? Gotcha. Yeah, so I can say from my past experience, like in college, I initially, um, like not even business aside, pursuing a computer science degree, I actually dropped the degree um, because of the stereotypes that you do hear about. I was the only um, woman, one of the only women, and definitely the only black woman in my classes. And, you know, teachers will put us in groups and say, pick, you know, your group for this project, no one will want to work with me. So um, I was definitely, you know, intimidated by people not wanting to work with me, thinking that, you know, I guess I didn't bring, um, you know, contribute value to the group project and whatnot. And even like seeing classmates in the library and, and them thinking that I might just be trying to get their answers when I just want to collaborate. And computer science is kind of like a really collaborative thing with thought process and whatnot. So it was definitely, um, I don't know what's the word, definitely told me, you know, it made me feel like that imposter syndrome, like why am I like here? Um, I feel like I am getting some of the grades that I should be getting. I am doing the work and, and learning in other ways. So moving from that computer science experience into the business world, I also like I came with that experience, like thinking that like maybe people aren't going to accept me or want to work with me until I realized like I wouldn't want to work with anyone that doesn't want to work with someone like me. And I feel like also in this day and age, because I'm a black person, I'm a black woman, um, you have to add more credibility to what you bring to the table. So I worked on my clients and the, the results I've, got, I've gotten, um, the, the, the success that I've had in my business to be able to communicate that in those business meetings um, so that I am credible and I'm not 
you know, those barriers can be, um, you know, destroyed a little bit because I have credibility to what I'm saying. Um, so it, I haven't had a situation where I completely, completely felt like discriminated or anything. Um, I've been fortunate to be able to network and the people that, you know, I do work with, I do have like my image and email communications and usually people on LinkedIn see what I look like. So I guess that scenario hasn't applied to me, but I can see it happening in this day and age and it has happened to a lot of people. Um, and it has happened to me in a different scenario, being a computer science student around a lot of, it's a white dominated field. So a lot of those people in my class, in my classroom, um, make me feel that way. So but I, I definitely say, like, you know, I'm really stronger now because of it. And I grew a lot of tough skin. And I'm really, really happy um, at the point that I am at right now. All right. So when you are unsure about what to do next in your business, what is your process for figuring out what direction to take? Um, so I do a lot of research, um, talking to people, a lot of market research. Um, I don't try to reinvent the wheel. Um, instead, I gain inspiration from those who've perfected it whatsoever. So I also try to go with like my best guess and my like my own decision, um, like owning it and understanding the consequences that come with whatever decision that I'm going to do. Um, like use a lot of if then statements, that's like computer lingo, where it's like, if this were to happen, if I were to invest my money here, what could be the potential results, both good and bad? And you analyze that and saying like, is the risk worth it? Um, like I said before, if you cannot afford to invest that money and the results, the, the worst case scenario that comes with it, then don't do it. Um, and I understand risk is important, but like you don't want to be living, you know, being able like, you know, you're getting kicked out of your apartment because you can't afford rent the next month because of a risk you made. Make educated risk. Um, so yeah, always prepare for the worst. Who's the educated risk? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It's been awesome uh, kicking with you, kicking it with you, and uh, uh, you know, uh, well, thank you, alhamdulillah. And I and I really am excited to see what you're doing. Um, I don't know if you feel like sharing anything, um, but before I get to the last question, you know, if, if you don't mind, you know, and if you don't, I'll just edit it out of the show. But your new company, STEM Station, is there anything that you are able to share with the audience? Yeah, so um, the stemstation.com, the website is up. Um, the stemstation, we create really innovative learning experiences to attract and retain minorities and women in STEM. And we're currently working on an online learning platform called the Beyond Program. Um, it's teaching kids how to code in a fun way. It's incentivizing the learning experiences and teaching them through the brands that they know and love. So it's coming soon very, very soon. And um, definitely follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at I am Naomi Thomas um, to check in for updates. Uh, boss At Boss Business Market on all socials, at The STEM Station on all socials to stay updated with my companies. All right. Now, before we go, I want to ask you about that, the hustle culture, right? You, you have some people uh, like David David Shans, like Sleepers for Suckers, or <laughs> or uh, Gary V. You know, it's like you know, work. 
I'll sleep when I die. You know, it's just, just like, go, 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 go. And, and they don't talk about sort of uh, self-awareness in terms of your well-being and really taking care of yourself. And as much as you may work, you still have to find some way to, to feed yourself and to make sure that you are healthy to where you're not bringing an empty cup to your business. Uh, what are your thoughts on that hustle culture versus sort of having a all-around approach to entrepreneurship? Yeah, so I definitely was like those characters you mentioned um, and had those that type of mindset, like the Gary V's of the world. And I've burned out and I've been on the side where I didn't do anything business-wise and took things slow and focused 100% on my mental health, but that was more on the lazy side of things where I wasn't seeing results in my company. And it's, it's like really hard. Everyone's talking about like that work-life balance. Like it's such a, like an overrated type of concept, but there is truly like balance that you can find in work and life. And, you know, too much of anything is a bad thing, right? I don't think that wholesale culture is a negative thing until it gets extreme. Um, you do have to put in the work, especially if you're trying to build million and billion dollar companies, you have to put in more work than the average person working a nine to five because you do, you're, you know, you're researching, you're contacting people, you're, you're just really trying to live your business is your baby. So everyone should hustle, but, you know, be self-aware at the same time. Um, that's the key. So, like, I'm not perfect. I have my moments where I am overwhelmed, um, but the hustle makes the money. And becoming more in tune with myself and self-aware with what I like um, and don't like, like my eating habits, sleeping habits, exercise, finding that balance is the ultimate success. Um, I, you know, don't just get caught up in just doing, 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 focus on being intentional about what you're doing, plan, set reasonable goals, achieve them, and then move on to the next one. Um, so I've been able to find that balance and I'm still working on it. I'm not perfect. There's been weeks where I'm like, wow, I have the right amount of work that I put in on my company and the right amount of exercise and everything that I want. And then other weeks I'm like, you know, the scale moves and it shifts depending on like, shoot, I'm trying to, to, to launch a website and I'm putting a lot more work in on, on it. Plus a lot of other things, you know, there's some weeks there's just highs and lows, but it's, it's all about, you know, just doing the best that you can ultimately at the end of the day. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you Naomi for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. Now, people, you know how I do this. This episode will be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Simplecast, Stitcher, and Spotify. I need you to subscribe and follow. Leave your comments. I like the stars, people. They're cool. But can I get some reviews? Can I get some comments? Because your boy trying to be found, and I'm trying to get Oprah on the show. Again, I'd like to thank my guest. Naomi Thomas for coming on and dropping so many gems. And thank you for checking out another episode of the Dr. Will Show. As always, people, invest in you. E to you, peace. <laughs>